Hey, Kenzie, you know what bothers me? What, Casey? Terrible intro music. Oh, bother! Okay, everyone, welcome to our fifth episode of Oh, Bother. Did five, and we're doing just fine. Number five, feeling alive. That rhymed. Woohoo. Woohoo. I had a rhyme earlier, but I forgot it. A rhyme for number five? Yeah. Taking a dive into number five. I think that was it. There it goes. That's another good one. All right. So uh, I don't think we have any corrections from last week's episode as of yet. Uh, But (laughs) we also haven't uploaded last week's episode. So if there were any errors in our very uh, historic... Don't open this up to people correcting our podcast. No, that's that's what you do in podcasts. Is it? Yeah, like people Okay, we have like five listeners so far and i swear to god if killian comes up to us with corrections killian we know that you're listening and we'll get to that we'll freaking get to that anywho no if you found some sort of error in my uh pirate-based research please let me know i would like to know if i am wrong oh wait i totally forgot my mom's actually a pirate expert so she might have some corrections for you, and I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> you looked like you believed me for a second. I mean, so. I don't know much about your mom, so I mean, anything's possible. It would have been surprising, but I would have been like, wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yep, Nancy the pirate expert. Anyway, let's get into our baby bothers of the week. Botherlets. Botherinos. Mini bothers. Botheritas. All right. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Kenzie? I'll go first. Okay, so before I get into my baby bother, I just want to say to our listener, Killian, stop listening to this podcast to find out what bothers us and then bothering us with it. I think he's only been doing it to me. Yeah, I don't think he has uh, found something yet in this podcast that uh, bothers me. Oh, so that's my baby bother. My baby bother is that he keeps coming up to me and going, hey, Mackenzie, I have a lot of adulting to do. Because I don't like the word adulting. Hmm. I don't remember what most of my baby bothers are. Like, last week it was Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, the we- Oh, the week before it was that uh, chauffeur thing, like when someone's in the back <laughs> oh, of the Oh, yes. But I've never given him rides, so that would never happen with him. Right. Uh, and then the week before that, it was the thing with cars and the seatbelts. Like, what does fasten your seatbelts mean within the world of cars? Yeah, that is bothersome. Um, I mean, I've already discussed that with him. So, yeah, there doesn't have a lot of dirt on me yet. You need better dirt. See, because I had a baby bother for this week, but I feel like if I say it, he's going to use it because it's, like, usable. Well, so is your baby bother just that he is no. only bothering you? I guess, wait. So I have a real baby bother. Tell me your real baby bother. Like, I want to tell you, but I don't want to tell him, and I know that he's one of our listeners. So I feel like he's in the room with us. Well, this is the format of our podcast. Oh my so god, okay. To- <laughs> fine, fine. I'll tell you the freaking baby bother. Ooh. Okay, so, recently, actually, at work, so my name is Mackenzie. Like, technically, my name is Mackenzie. But at work, like, I applied for my job with the name Kenzie. That is my name. Like, that is what I go by. That is all anyone should ever call me. Mackenzie is dead. It's not a name. Like, my family doesn't call me Mackenzie. It's a weird. It just, they call me Kenz. You don't say the beginning of my name. It's just, it's weird. It hasn't been done in a while. 
but recently at work, they've started putting my name places as Mackenzie, and it has really been psyching me out. Because it makes me feel like I'm in trouble. Like, deep, deep, like, shiz trouble. That's fair. Yeah. Because nobody uses it except, like, my grandma and, like, people when I'm in trouble. Hmm. So, Killian, if you start calling me Mackenzie, whatever. Whatever, bro. I'll come up with weird nicknames for you. I don't know. I don't know. Casey, your baby bother. My baby bother. All right. So, this week at work, there was a big, uh, there were several big debates. Oh, God. No. That all started uh, uh, for an event that I wasn't even there for. uh, But one of our coworkers, apparently, at one point in the work cafeteria. We're going to call him out by his name. His name is James. And if you work with us, please shame him for this because holy Right on a cracker. Anyway, he was going to, at one point, said to some of our co-workers... He said it to me. I'm gonna go get my sandwich, and then he came back out with a plate of quesadillas, or at least one quesadilla. It was a plate of multiple quesadillas. He said sandwich. So he, he believes that a quesadilla is a sandwich. He believes that multiple quesadillas are one sandwich. And that's not even my baby bother. My baby bother, <laughs> though, of the week, this is just uh, was something that spun off of it. We started asking uh, each other other multiple other questions uh you know along the same lines you know is a hot dog a sandwich uh (laughs) is a burrito a wrap you know that kind of thing and i posed the question is a pop tart a hot pocket and most people said no but i believe that technically yes it could be it's basically the same thing you got this uh you know pastry filled with stuff and you heat it up wait so are you bothered by the fact that nobody agrees with you that a Pop-Tart, which is a brand name, is also technically a Hot Pocket, a different brand name. Yes, well, I'm not saying nobody agreed with me. I did an Instagram poll and 34% of people agreed with me. I'm bothered that the majority did not agree with me. Okay, now- I feel deeply right. This isn't my opinion, but I feel like some of our listeners may be bothered by the amount of Instagram polls that we do- as two people. Because I feel like I do a lot. I have only ever done two Instagram polls. Oh my god. The first one was about Burger M. Yes. And the second one was about this Pop-Tart thing. But that's like one of my main forms of communication is Instagram polls. And I just want you all to know that it's not gonna stop. I think it's the best way to make Instagram interactive. Because yeah. for the most part it's just a one-way thing. And then this way you're actually, you know that your friends are engaging with you. Okay, I know we do the positive thing at the end, but like, my unbother is, like, when someone posts, like, a Facebook poll, I'm like, ooh, I get to be a part of this. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in, you know, it's an easy way to connect with people. Post more polls. I like them. Yeah. I yeah, I don't mind a good poll. They're fun. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to add about the Pop-Tart uh, Hot Pocket thing. So my roommate, mm-hmm. uh, when I asked, why didn't, why didn't you agree with me that a Pop-Tart is a Hot Pocket, she had a totally different take on it. So she believes that um, not all Pop-Tarts are Hot Pockets, but that all Hot Pockets are Pop-Tarts. That's weird. Yeah, that's a whole- that, that's, that's- That's a that, whole nother level of messed up. That went down a totally different road that, I mean, I'm not necessarily sure I agree with it, but I admire the, the craziness of it. It's, uh, it's a whole different ballpark. I, I would venture to say that they're both pastries. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, what really messes me up about Hot Pockets, though, is, I don't know how classy you are, but I eat Hot Pockets. 
Um, and on the package, like on the directions, it'll tell you like, for one sandwich, this is how long you cook it. And then I'm always like, sandwich? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no way. You're not a sandwich. Man, I, that is strange because if it identifies as a sandwich. It identifies as a sandwich. Is it not a sandwich? It is an Oreo a sandwich? Yes. Mm, it's, it's a, a sandwich, sandwich cookie. cookie. No. Jinx. Cherry. I don't know what that means. I just touched my nose and said cherry because that's what you're supposed to do, right? You touch your nose what and What kind of weird fruit? Montana, like, no, that's not a thing. What? What? <laughs> what? It's Jinx. Buy me a soda. And then, like, you have to stay silent until you buy me a soda. But, mm. like, we're not going to enforce that because this isn't the office. I don't know. Uh, yes, this is not the office. This is an apartment. Kenzie's bedroom. Yep, we've moved locations again. Yeah, we're we're in my room. It's really messy and embarrassing. But it's good that it's messy because all the stuff in here is absorbing the sound. So oh my God. it's creating a better like <laughs> audio Mom, quality. It's good that my room is messy. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and we'll move on to our main topic of the week. All right. Oh. Um, I guess I'll just introduce it. It's you something. Uh, it's not really one that either of us can take point on because we were <laughs> both there for it. Uh, but we do have two, I'd say, pretty different opinions on it. Um, so last week, uh, me and Kenzie, we went to go see the movie after I at guess the AMC. And I mean, this... should I take credit for wanting to see that movie? Yeah. So let me just say before we get totally into it, this entire conversation is going to be about the movie after. That's what our, our big bother right. of the movie is. Our big bother of the week is. The, the existence after. of the movie and just, like, everything about it. Yes. So, like, going into this, we both have AMC A-list passes, which means that it's basically free for us to see movies to some extent. Like, I mean, I was already going to buy two movie tickets this month, like, just the way it was. So I was like, oh, I'll pay the $20 to get the free three movies a week. So... I was like, hey, I got the evening off. This movie looks mildly entertaining, even though it looks horrible in the trailer. I could tell from the trailer that I did not actually want to see this movie, but I was like, hey, I got a Thursday night to kill. I'll call up Casey and see if she wants to go see this movie with me. We saw it on Wednesday. Oh, that's a very important detail. (laughs) I feel like it's important. (laughs) Well, okay. It was a Wednesday night. The weather was mild. Anyway, so we go see this movie, and prior to do going to see the movie, I did a little bit of research, and I found out that not only is it based on a YA novel, it's based on a YA novel that started out as One Direction fan fiction. Right? This, uh, the person who wrote this, uh, uh, wrote these novels, wrote them on, I think it's called Wattpad? Wattpad, yeah. Wattpad. Wrote three books on there, this, this series. And oh my goodness. Wrote about a chapter a day. And wow. Yeah, I mean, really got through it. And um, yeah, that's uh, so the main character in the book, or the main, the love interest, the guy, his name is Hardin Scott, <laughs> um, which based on those initials, you can probably guess, is based <laughs> off of Harry Styles. Yeah. I I like I love One Direction, so I'm already going into this like, wow, this is gonna be a train wreck. I love it. So <laughs> I don't 
I wouldn't say that I love One Direction. I One Direction came out when I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when they became famous. So, I like some of their songs, but I wasn't, you know, like, in high school, in the depth of it, when they were. Jonas Brothers was my high school, like, fully into it band. Were you a Directioner? I I was in that sweet spot where you could love both the Jonas Brothers and One Ooh, Direction. You they lived were, a good life indeed. Yeah, they were... I, I really... I like One Direction because... Well, I'm going <laughs> to say something that is probably going to make everybody judge me, but their music actually is pretty decent. Like, if you listen to their albums, like, it's not bad music. It's pretty good. And then also, since they've gone on to their solo careers, like, all the members individually, they all have good music. But Harry Styles in particular... <laughs> Like, he, his album is really good. Like, his album I would listen to even if he hadn't just, like, been in one direction, you know? I just love, uh, like, the style of music that he did. And, uh, for his, it's like this retro indie rock, very, very good album. Uh, I like Harry Styles' music, and I like most of their music except for Slow Hands, which I hate with a passion. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that song. Hate it. Um, but I don't like, like, I don't find them hot. Because they're like little boys to me. They're probably your age, if not a little older. Isn't that scary? Yeah, they look like little men to me. They look like little boys. <laughs> you know, I think of them as like little children. And somehow when I was in college, it felt like kind of creepy for me to be into them sexually. Mm, I think you need to look at more recent pictures of them. <laughs> I don't even care. Also, Harry Styles has never been attractive to me because he kind of looks like a monkey. And I'm just not into that. I don't agree with that. He's adorable. You know what? We'll never fight over him. It'll be fine. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so that's the basis of this movie after is it is. uh, So I'm going into this movie like, all right, this is everything or no, no. So I'm going to this movie like, okay, so it is based on One Direction fan fiction, which is already like you like if you know you're going into a terrible movie it honestly is like the cherry on top to find out that it's based on one direction fan fiction right and like i knew we were going to a bad movie but i actually didn't know that it was based on one direction fan fiction until casey whispered it to me in the middle of the film yeah it was like towards (laughs) the end when kenzie turns to me and she says something like this is so bad and I, i turn over to her and i say like it's based on One Direction <laughs> fan fiction. And then she said, what? And then I just said nothing. <laughs> let that sink in. That's it, it, There is nothing else that needs to be said. All I remember from this movie is I found out that you can upgrade the sizes on your popcorn and drinks for free if you have the, a- the A-list pass. So... I did that, and I came in with, like, a bucket of popcorn and, like, the biggest soda my hand has ever carried, and you just looked at me like I was insane. I just knew we weren't going to eat that much popcorn. And we didn't, and I think we left it in the theater. No, you threw it away. Oh, okay. I Didn't I, I do it, like, dramatically? Because I was like, this is a horrible film! I would never let you leave popcorn in a theater. That's terrible. Thank you. <laughs> friends don't let friends litter. Uh... Anyway, what else is great about this movie? Oh, oh, this is another great <laughs> thing. Can we talk about the brother thing? Oh yeah, let me let me tell you something. Real, that was real a quick. weird laugh. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so like an evil. The love interest is like this uh, tall, brooding British boy who always looks slightly sick. Yes. All right. And the actor <laughs> playing him, like the way he plays this character, is like this character is just so 
bored and disinterested by everything. And I'll give the actor this, like he does a good job being so bored and disinterested that I can't imagine him auditioning for anything. I tell this to one of my <laughs> friends, like I tell that, I say the exact thing to one of my friends at work and my friend is like, oh, like scrolling through the after IMDb and he's like, well, you know who that guy is, right? I'm like, who? And he's like, he played like young Tom Riddle in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And that's really just the first problem yeah, we have so, with this movie. So this is, this is little Voldemort yeah. is the love interest in this movie. If you found so Voldemort sexy in the first, what was it? Like the third, fourth the one? The sixth. Half Blood Prince is oh. the sixth one, but like this I need is a reread. But that's Potter. him as a child. Like it's not him as a teenager. Right, it's him yeah. as a child. Like this is when this actor was like eleven. We baby Voldemort, who was visited by Dumbledore in the orphanage, and Dumbledore said, "There's something hiding in your closet, Harry." Yeah, that's my favorite Harry not Potter ha- movie. Not Harry. It would be oh Tom. Tom. Tom doesn't sound like a wizard name. Well, he was named after his muggle father. Oh, wait, he's a mudblood. Yes, his mom was very in love with a local muggle who was very handsome. I need to reread these books. So she enchanted him with a, a love potion and basically kept him prisoner, like, in fake in love with her for, you know, like, years. And then finally she was like, I want you to really love me. And then so she took... So she stopped giving him the love potion. He freaked out and ran away. And then, yeah, she had... Then she had a baby Voldemort. And... But she was a single mom. I think she died... I can't remember how she died, but she died of, like, loneliness or sadness or something like that. So that's how uh, baby Voldemort ended up in the orphanage. You know what? If you want true romance in your books... Read Harry Potter. Don't be wasting your time with Wattpad. Wattpad? Yeah. Wattpad. When I was... Okay, so my dream in life is to become a YA author. So this is why this movie, like, truly bothers me. Because I'm like, I can write a better movie than this. Why am I not writing? Go write, Mackenzie! So it's like this whole thing. I just called myself Mackenzie. (laughs) Mackenzie is what I call myself in the third person when I'm angry with myself. Exactly. That's why it's... That's why it's not okay for you to call me Kenzie if you're just casually talking to me. Back to the point. I think one thing to point about about this movie is that uh, it's really bad, but it's also, like, so riveting at the same time. Right. It's like if any part of it had actually been good, it wouldn't have worked. But it's because all of it is just so equally mediocre to bad. It it works! It's like, I was very entertained. So the night before I saw, uh, the night before we saw After... I had been in the theater again because AMC A-list, you can go see three movies a week, as we've said. Uh, so I saw Missing Link the night before. And, like, I wanted to like Missing Link. Um, and I think I did like it. But I was also kind of bored through parts of it. Yeah, this then, was not a boring film. Yeah, and then after, I was just, like, very entertained the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. Now, the first moment that I knew that this was going to be a truly bad movie was when she... She's going off to college at the beginning of this movie, and she's going with her mom and then a guy who appears to be your brother, because they're, like, in the home together and they look very similar. They're yeah. both blonde, okay? Uh, I don't think, I don't think he's blonde, is he? They do look similar. They though, look like siblings. Yeah. So, they, you know, they go off to college, and he's, like, helping her move stuff in, and then at the very end of, actually, no, she leaves the room with her mom, and then he kind of, like, flirts with her roommate. 
for a second. Um, she says something weird to him, and then he's very uncomfortable, and then, like, is like, yeah, totally. Oh, okay. I thought he was flirting with them. No, no, she just, uh, they're, like, trying to make him uncomfortable, and he's trying to not engage with it. (laughs) I really wanted to find this movie interesting. So anyway, after all that happens, you're like, oh, her brother's weird, ha ha ha, and then all of a sudden, he kisses her goodbye, and you're like, what? Like, they did not look romantic, y'all, at all. They were brother and sister. I don't even know if he kisses her. I think what happens is No, the... they kissed, and I was like, whoa. See, what I remember is not them kissing. What I remember is the roommate saying, like, oh, your brother seems really nice, and then... They uh, did both things. And then the main character is like, oh, he... Or the main character, Tessa, says, oh, he's not my brother. He's my boyfriend. And that's when I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I thought that was your you brother, You missed too. the kiss. It happened. It was on the lips, and it was, like, real quick and, like, very... It was about as platonic as a lip kiss can get. Mm. It was like, if they had been siblings, like, it maybe would have been okay. I don't know. I don't have a brother. I don't know shiz shiitake like that. I don't, yeah, I don't remember uh, them kissing. But I do remember the roommate saying, like, oh, your brother's nice. Because I'm thinking it's it's her brother, and then it's not. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah. This movie was definitely made for, like, 16-year-old me, though. Like, yeah. That's why at the end, I turned to Kenzie and I said, this is a perfect film. (laughs) And then I said, what? (laughs) It's, like, I'll say, I'm just gonna repeat some things again and say some new stuff. Based on One Direction fan fiction. Great. Tall, brooding British boy. Amazing. There's a song by The Fray. Midway through the movie, by the fray, the fray used to be my favorite band. This song that they're playing is not one of their most popular <laughs> songs. This is like one you have to know the band to know the song. All right, this movie is aimed at me, <laughs> and I love it for that. If nothing else, okay. It seems like a couple summers ago they released a soda called Pepsi Fire, and I remember trying it and thinking this soda is only for me. No one else will enjoy this. That is that movie for you. This is your Pepsi fire. Like, I know it's a bad movie, but I still love it. And that's, that's something that I've been able to do as I get older. You know, I used to, I used to be more critical of films and now I'm just like, you know, this was a good time. I know it was bad, but I liked it. (laughs) Okay. So my really like core bother with this film is the same bother that I have with Twilight. And that is that it has basically, like, the same vibe as Twilight. And when I first read Twilight when I was, you know, 13 and going through puberty, it was so gripping. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was great. And I wanted to pick it up and, like, finish the whole thing in one sitting. And it was just the most romantic thing in the world. And now, I watch Twilight now and I watch movies, like, after now. And the magic is gone. Oh, yeah. And there's something in me that just, like, wants to find that magic again. Like, wants to feel that feeling of reading Twilight for the first time. Because boys are not like that. No. You do not feel like that when you're on dates with boys. You don't feel like you're with Edward Cullen when you were 13. And, like, that's definitely for the best. Yeah, no, I think... So, uh, sometimes people talk about how 
um, you know, YA novels and other things give you unrealistic expectations of what relationships would be. Yeah. But I would argue that when you're younger, that's almost a good thing because it keeps you away from stupid boys. <laughs> you're yeah. Like, you like you look at them and you're like, wow, that was my attitude, Amy. That was my experience. I was like, you know, none of these guys that are around me right now are anything close to the fictional men that are in my like YA novels. And I'm like. And that kept me out of a lot of bad situations, I'd say. And because I just I just had no interest in any of these real boys, which I think was for the best. They weren't great. And I have I have no regrets on that front. I was like, I was totally content living in like my fictional world as a teenager. So when I was a teenager, I was very shy, like embarrassingly shy. So what I would do is I would read my little YA novels and then... I would just kind of, like, fantasize about these real guys at my high school, and I would put them up on pedestals, right? Yeah. So, like, so you'd like Michael whatever the hell with acne who picked his nose in philosophy class <laughs> just got put up on a friggin' pedestal. You would project your dream boyfriend onto these right. guys. Right, yeah. Well, and I mean, I write YA novels, mm -hmm. and I pride myself on not having very high expectations for guys. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is it's like it set, gives you these unrealistic expectations where they're like, those aren't like, and people are like, that's not what real relationships are like. Real relationships are hard work and it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, then I hear that. I'm like, I don't want to be in a real relationship okay. then. No, that no, sounds no. like no. it sucks. We were talking about this today at Chipotle. I was, ex I don't know why we got on the subject of this. I actually remember. I don't want to talk about it. But I was explaining to you that real relationships are just eating interesting foods together <laughs> and then when you don't eat together you explain what you ate without them to the other person yeah. so it's really just like eating and then like you watch netflix a lot together and then i mean obviously you have sex but like mainly it's just going to ramen places that's that's my relationships that's been what i've experienced and that sounds fun. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's anything, not that romantic, yeah. and it's fine. There's and, no yeah, and I'm not saying anything that I've said previously that that's my position on relationships. Now that was my position on relationships when I was like in yeah. high school. It's like if I can't have like this crazy why romance, why would I have anything? Why would I settle for anything less? And then now that I'm older, I'm like, well, why romances sound kind of exhausting. <laughs> they they are. <laughs> I, I, it's like fun to read about, but man, I don't. Oh, yeah, wanna, uh, that's way too emotional for me. <laughs> Dating a vampire would just be a lot it would just be yeah too exhausting well and i mean like dating a guy but then also being in a tournament where you have to kill each other at the end actually that sounds, <laughs> that sounds hella romantic i would love to do that let's give after credit where credit is due oh though because it's not like it's not a big crazy fantasy novel it's it's really like, not and the stakes are very low like it's just this girl goes to college and she ends up having a very normal relationship with this guy for the most part well and the He's best like... part of the movie for me was definitely when she this is the most realistic thing i think i've ever seen in film in cinema in my life so she's had sex with this guy right like they hooked up and stuff not until mm. like later in the film like it's, okay. it's very confusing because at first i thought that they had yeah uh because it's like and it's, because it's pg-13 they just didn't show you a lot mm. but then later on it's like it's like a big deal when they actually do so i'm like oh so in that early earlier part they just they just hooked up okay so this girl clearly doesn't hook up a lot so that was a big deal to her and 
they have like this great connection in the film and then all of a sudden she goes up to him and he's flirting with another girl and he says i didn't think this was serious and i'm like that's the most realistic thing i've (laughs) ever seen on film because that's what they do (laughs) yeah and then, but that's all part of his dark secret, right? It's no, the- it's not part of his dark secret. He's just a normal guy who pretends that it's normal to do that. Well, no, but, like, he he was doing that because of the whole thing, like, the whole reveal at the end, you Oh, know? yeah. No, in real yeah. life, there's no reveal at the end. The guy is just yeah, in real interested life, the guy's just boning other girls. Yeah, and you learn that sucks. with age, and it's fun. It's a beautiful thing. Anywho. <laughs> I thought that was... One of, so the whole, like, the movies about this college girl, you know, going to college, and I thought, I, it's one of the first times I've ever seen a YA romance in a college setting, because, yeah. and I was really thinking about, like, why do you never see this? I'm like, because when you're in college, you don't have time for this kind of stuff. I did. Like, a YA romance? You have time for, yeah. a, you have time for a Twilight romance when you're in college? I, I don't think okay. you do. no. This, okay, freshman year of college, that was before I started my web show. Mm-hmm. So, I was a communication major. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of free time. My first semester, I was taking, like, a drama class. Like, mm-hmm. that was one of my classes. It, actually, drama's hard, I guess. I, I couldn't act in real life. But this was a beginning drama class, so, like, I just showed up. I just showed up, Casey, and then I left, and then mm-hmm. I was done. Mm-hmm. That was it. I I went to a small Lutheran college mm-hmm. in California. I'm not going to tell you which one. So what you're saying is <laughs> you had a ton of free time? I had a ton of free time. Oh, I don't know. I just... It, what I, were you doing? When I was... I mean, I had to take a certain amount of credits every year to, um, like... Were you in honors? A scholar, not an honors student. Oh. I just, like... Well, I mean, I had a scholar... Like, blah, stupid. I just had to take, like, 30... I had to take 30 credits by the end of my freshman year, 60 by the end of my sophomore year, 90 by the end of my junior year. Yeah, and we did, too. I mean, but this was, like, to keep my... Well, I mean, you don't have to, though. Like, if you're willing to go, like... Like, if you're trying to graduate in four years, you have to do that. But, like, if you are willing to go longer... Like, most people I knew were taking, like, 12... Credits a semester. Wait. But this is I think I would take, like, 18. Oh, yeah. I mean, I took a lot, too. Like, especially by the end, like, my senior year, I was taking, like, 21 credits and working three different jobs, and it was terrible. (laughs) I don't recommend it. Yeah, I would always do four four credit classes, and then I would do Mm. improv, and that was always two credits. Yeah. I don't do improv anymore. But anyway. It's expensive. Yeah, the classes are expensive. <laughs> but anyway, back to after. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Except, even though it was bad, I liked it. Oh, okay. Actually, I thought of something to say. Oh so, my god. One of the things that I think is, like, a legitimate reason to maybe not like this movie is it does sort of uh, continue that trope of, uh, like, the guy is a total jerk. Yeah. But... But he has a past, so it's okay. Well, he's like a total jerk, and then, uh, but that's almost why the girl likes him. I don't know, like be this, this, this sort, this, like, this sort of sense of like you have a, you really like this guy who's a jerk, but he's only nice to you. You know, he's a mean to everybody else, but he's nice to you. So that makes you feel special. It makes you feel different. It makes you feel like you can change him, and that's a big part of the story, and that's a big part of relationships that uh, girls end up in in real life. 
Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm a sucker for all this in fictional worlds. I love a good toxic relationship in uh, fictional <laughs> movies and TV shows and YA novels. My favorite, I, my favorite relationship that should never happen in real life, but gosh, I love it in the movies. Kylo Ren and Rey, everybody. Terrible, terrible, terrible things. If that was a real life thing, if Ray was one of my friends and a guy like Kylo Ren was talking to her, I'd be like, get away. But in The Last Jedi, I was like, yeah, this is weird. I love it. It's terrible. <laughs> but Are anyway. comparing me to Ray? I, I was not, no. Oh, okay. I was just thinking that, remember that guy that I dated that you didn't like? Yes. Yeah, that you just described the entire reason I was attracted to him. It's why a lot of girls are attracted to jerks. It's I, because I, they're mean to everybody, but they're nice to you, so it makes you feel special. Casey, I think I changed him, though. Not for oh. me, but for the next girl. Oh. I changed him. He doesn't seem like someone who changes. I think I changed him for the worst. You made him worse? Yeah, I think he now has more trust issues because of me. Hmm. Yeah. Well. A little bit of, little bit of bad, bad vibes I put out into the universe. <laughs> Sorry about that, universe. Uh, but anyway, conclusions on After. So, my big issue with After, and this is almost a plus because I thought it was funny, was that they hit every single cliche in a YA novel that I've ever encountered in my life. So, first of all, the main, like, the main love interest, we found him on a rooftop. Casually. <laughs> five times! Five times this kid was just casually lounging on a rooftop. I forgot about that. The one of the when they the first time you see him on the rooftop yeah. is one of the most jarring cuts I've seen in a movie in a long time. Because yeah. it's they're just like outside and you haven't seen Harden in a while, and then it cuts <laughs> to him on top of a roof, and it is amazing. I busted out laughing. It was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then just, you see him there root, like four other yeah. times. It's his rooting spot. Yeah, he's just like all he's thinking about deep thoughts. It's uh it's a classic brooding spot putting a teenage boy out on a roof. <laughs> they also went swimming for no plot reason at all. They actually got into a lot of situations that just looked aesthetically pretty on camera but like had nothing to do with the plot. Wait, you think that the first time they went swimming had nothing to do with the plot? Oh yeah. I think Harden could have taken her to any special spot, and he pit that doc because the people who wrote this movie were like, we want to see them swim for no reason at all, just because we can do this cool shot in the water mm -hmm. where we're, like, right next to their heads, and they look like they're just floating heads in the water, and it looks all shiny and beautiful. That's why they did it. It had nothing to do... It had no emotional value. See, in that, um... I mean, I didn't think about... I I didn't pick up on that at all. I I didn't have any problems with if that scene If there's a problem with the script in a movie, I will find it and I will tell everyone I know. I just thought that that... I mean, I don't think it's irrelevant to the plot. Like, I think that's one of the first moments that um, not only is, like, Tessa kind of falling in love with Harden, it's also kind of the moment Harden might also be falling in love with Tessa because... Uh, okay, so spoilers for the movie and oh, book no. after. So the whole thing is about, like, oh, this girl falls in love with this guy with a dark secret, all right? Then you find out what his dark secret is, okay? So at the beginning of the film, they meet at this party, and they're playing a game of truth or dare. And then Tessa gets dared to make out with Harden, 
And she's like, I'm not playing this game and just leaves. So it's like they make fun of Harden because they're like, oh, it's the first time getting rejected. And then and then you don't uh, and then and then it cuts away from that. Anyway, you find out at the end of the film that after Tessa rejected him, he says something like, oh, you don't British accent. Oh, you don't think that I can make her fall in love with me? Well, watch this. I'm going to make her fall in love with me. And then so you realize that at the end that a lot of the stuff that he was doing was just to, like, try to make her fall in love with him. And then you do, like, I, at the end of the movie, I, I did find myself kind of questioning, like, what was real and what wasn't. Like, yep. at what point did it co- become real for him? Because, like, I, I don't really know. I kind of want to watch the movie again to see uh, oh, different... Oh, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down just, to do it again. To, like, figure out when when exactly did Harden start to also catch feelings. It's just she gets... At the end, and when she finds that out, Tessa gets rightly upset. Um, I mean, I think it's fair that she gets upset. But at also at the same time, she kind of doesn't believe him when she he says that he's changed and he does love her. Uh, and that that was kind of hard to believe because at that point they're like living together. And I'm like, Tessa, yeah, he clearly was a, a total idiot at the start of your relationship and was very sketchy. But now you're like living together. So clearly oh, he yeah. does actually love you. Like clearly at this point you are in a real relationship. <laughs> okay. What really hardcore bothered me about this film was that when they were living together, like Tessa moved out of her old roommate's apartment. It's a dorm room. She moved out of a dorm room. Right. She moved out of the safety of the dorm room where she lived with this older girl who set her up with Harden. Yeah. They met through this friend. Their mutual friend. They did meet through the friend, but I don't think her friend ever wanted her to start dating Harden. Okay. But even that said, if your roommate is dating someone you know... Wouldn't you know about that? Like, they were in the dorm room all the time. How did she not notice that her roommate moved out and moved into this weird dude's stolen apartment? Well, I think she must have known that they moved. Like, I mean, she did know that she moved out. But, like, because Tessa had to move out because her mom cut her off. So she couldn't afford to stay in the dorm room anymore. So she had to leave. But wouldn't her roommate know why her mom cut her off? Like, they were friends. Wouldn't she mention, like, oh, I can't live here anymore because my mom cut me off because I'm having sex with Harden? Like, wouldn't that come up? I don't know. That's a big-ass deal. Yeah, I her relationship with her roommate was a little all over the place in the film. Yeah. Because sometimes they seemed like they were really good friends, and then other times they seemed like, well, they're just like, you know, roommates, you know, you don't talk to your roommate that much. But I mean, I had a friend like that in college, and mm-hmm. she would have known Casey. There's no way she wouldn't have known. Uh, when you have a rebel friend, you remember. <laughs> anyway, I guess... My concluding thoughts on the film are it was, it's a good time. Definitely watch it with people. Yeah, don't watch it by yourself, you weirdo. It's a good one to make fun of. And honestly, I know it was bad. I know it was a very bad movie. I liked it. It didn't even really bother me that much, if I'm being honest. It was just, oh, bother. The movie didn't actually bother me. I was just riveted the entire time. The movie bothered me so much that I came home and worked on my novel. (laughs) So thank you, After. You're helping me. All right. So I guess that was our concluding thoughts on After. Uh, Let's move on to our positive things of the week, our unbothers. You kind of already did one. Yeah. What was it again? I don't remember. We talked about a lot of stuff. What? Wait. I've already forgotten what you mentioned earlier. I don't know. I can think of something else positive. 
Oh, I got tickets. Uh, so this is my unbother, right? <laughs> I got tickets to see Avengers Endgame on opening night, even though I waited like two weeks after the tickets had sold <laughs> or had gone on sale. Um, AMC added another screening, and one of my friends told me that uh, the screening had been added. So I went on and I got a seat, and my roommate got a seat right next to me. And yeah, I'm going to go see Avengers Endgame on opening night. So I'm excited about that. Because uh, yeah. I didn't think I was going to. I, was, I thought I was going to have to wait a few days because so many tickets had uh, sold, or so many showings had already sold out. Um, but I was patient and <laughs> tickets came through. So I guess my own bother is that I got tickets to Endgame and I've actually like switched which showing I'm going to three different times since the Endgame tickets came out. So I heard I heard that they were out because one of our coworkers made a really long Instagram story video of him waking up at 5 a.m. to get tickets to Endgame. And that day I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to get tickets. Yeah. But I just kind of like casually went on the AMC app and there were a lot of tickets still. So that's my unbother, you know, like, I didn't have to wake up at 5 a.m. I didn't have to talk about how I woke up at 8 or 5 a.m. <laughs> I didn't even know the tickets were on sale until this Instagram story dropped. <laughs> well, and also, like, you know how when you, when you, like, wake up for something early and you put a lot of effort into it, then you kind of feel, like, this weird pressure that you have to talk about it with everyone? Hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't experience that. So I guess both of our unbothers is that we got tickets to Avengers Endgame on opening night and we're gonna, this podcast right now is gonna be uploaded after Endgame is already going to be in theaters. So by the time you hear this, we will have already seen the film. No! So, uh, I'm, I mean, I'll probably like it, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, if I don't like it, if, if they don't bring Spider-Man back, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <sighs> I mean, he has to come back for his new movie, right? Uh, but his new movie could take place between the events of Homecoming and Infinity War. No! Yeah. Shoot! Because, I mean, you know, Homecoming no! Homecoming ends with Aunt May, like, seeing uh, Peter in his Spider-Man costume. And then we don't get any resolution to that, because then we cut to Infinity War. We never. Oh my god, we don't know what the timeline is, you guys! Spider-Man yeah. not- he might not be safe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll just find out. Oh no. Anyway, this is the oh no, <laughs> this is the conclusion of our fifth episode. <laughs> so we will be back next week with another topic. Uh, we'll well we'll let you know. Anyway, thanks again for listening. You're again probably our friends, so thank you. Stay classy, five friends.